She wears a nappy cause it makes her happy She's too cool for smooth Pinks and calls are too free-spirited To be restrained by herbs and oils These queens who do it as a natural crown of truth Wigs worn in all sorts of twists Shades a labor of love for the Welcome back to Sisters News. I'm your host, Kyra Ross. Now, you may remember the DDG and Ruby Rose drama we got from Brianna on our segment last week, but guess what? I have more. So today we have a clip from Rapper Lotto's new Apple radio show, 777 Radio. Her featured guest was none other than Chloe Bailey herself, and of course, Lotto got to her to spill a little tea on her sister Hadley's dating life with her boyfriend, DDG. Let's check it out. How do you feel about ddg you like him for your sister i am so protective of my sister yeah but seeing how be. happy she is i'm happy yeah you know i feel like that's how my i told sister him i had my eye on him i as said i said you fuck with her as i'm you, killing you as you should i told him that he knows don't leave evidence though you know but yeah she's happy <laughs> she's happy so as long as she's happy i'm happy shout out to chloe bailey for doing what a big sister is supposed to do when the dating scene gets rough in the public eye lotto also commented a little on her own dating life like my vibe lately, cause girl, I'm locked down. I'm in old relationship. <laughs> it's hard for me to make like single turn up ad. Hot girl, summer music. That's not where you yes. are, cause you in love and happy. And my label is like they like where's the where's the club? If you've been keeping up with the scene lately, you may already be aware of the lotto dating whispers. Rumor has it she's been dating Twenty One Savage for over two years. They've been trying their best to keep things hidden until last month when Lotto posted a video of herself showing off her updo. And what seemed to be a tattoo of 21 Savage's real name, Shea, whether it's secrecy or privacy, I'll let you be the judge of that for yourself. They may be locked in more than we know. Speaking of locked in, Lil Baby and Jada were spotted courtside this weekend at a Hawks basketball game. The double back duo have been staying out of the headlines lately, yet it may not have come as a shock for many who have always suspected the two who share a son loyal to be seen together once again. I'm Kyra Ross, and that's all I have for you today for Sisters News. Now, let's get into some highlights of last week's episode. Dating, in my opinion, is just casual, but it can, it should also progress to the exclusive stage. So if you guys decide to be exclusive and be in a relationship, you still need to date. You should at least know where you're trying to go and know your path or have something built up for you. So when we come together, it should be us building something and then starting from there. Turn off when dating is, honestly, for me, is if I come over your house and I see that you have, like, sheets instead of, like, window curtains, that, for me, is a definite turn off. <laughs> I think people are really good at saying, like, oh, I'm this, I'm that, I'm good at this, or I'm this type of person. But, like, when it actually matches that, I think that's such a turn on because anybody can say anything. Black women, I just feel that black women are a little bit more cautious now because their trust may have been broken by a certain uh, men that they may have dealt with and have allowed themselves to let go and be that soft um, person. And, um, and, that, and as a casualty of the result of that relationship, they have had to put a front and be more masculine and or perceive to be more masculine take control they come to you i feel like they come to you when it's your time 
What's up, y'all? And welcome to another fabulous episode of Sisters right here on Be More Radio. That was some of the highlights from last week's show that we did on dating. It, it was so lit. And so we had to come back and give everyone a chance to be able to continue the conversation about how to navigate this world of dating in 2023. And even though I'm not in it, I'm fascinated by those who are. And so we want to be able to kick off this fun and kind of get back into things. And so I want to reintroduce some of our guests that we had from last time. We have our first guest, Yana. Hey, girl. What's up, Yana? Hey, how are you? I am great. So for those who didn't tune in to part one, tell us a little bit about you, age, and uh, and if you're what's your relationship status right now? Yeah, so of course, my name is Yana. I am 26 years old and I am single. Okay. And next we have Julia. What's up, girl? Hey. Hey. Yes, so I am Julia. I'm 23 years old and I'm single. Okay. Single ladies, almost single ladies. And <laughs> another single lady we got is Kalia. Hey, girl. Hey, y'all. What's up? Welcome back. I'm glad to be back. How are you? I am wonderful. Good to have you ladies back with us. Thank you. Thank you. I'm 22 and I'm single. Okay. Single ladies. <laughs> I, I'm going to be a, a deputized single lady in this conversation, even though I'm married. I'm like living vicariously through y'all. And so it's good to have you ladies back here with us. And so we, we had a really, really good conversation last time about dating and what got you to this point where you're, where you're single or some of the challenges, things that you fear in relationships. And so I, I know we kind of, we had a few clips here and there about some of the things that black women face when they want to get out into the dating world. And so um, I know that, and we also touched on a little bit of social media. What do you think is the number one issue? And I'll start with you, Julia. What do you think is the number one issue that people in our age group have when it comes to dating? Hmm. I think with I think commitment can be hard with the amount of options that we have right now. So I think with social media, you know, and and online dating, you know, we're used to just swiping and like, oh, all the options they're endless. So I think it kind of makes it a little bit hard when it comes to commitment. I think I don't know if I'm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, commitment is always a, is always a concern. Clea, yeah. what do you think as far as what what would you say is the number one issue with dating in this millennial Gen Z age group? Okay, I would say mainly commitment, but also priorities. Their priorities is not straight, so it's like they slack at that, and then you might not be prioritized at all. Priorities, that's a big one too. Yana, what say you? What, was, what do you think is the biggest challenge? Um, I think the biggest challenge will be, right now I feel as though there's a cultural shift in the U.S. And it's more of a, a um, whether or not people want a traditional household or more of a modernized household. Because a lot of people still have it kind of stuck in their heads that a man's role and a woman's role is supposed to look a certain way and supposed to operate a certain way. But the the economy, the society, it changed. It, it's progressing. You got to progress with times. So it makes it hard. 
Yeah, once upon a time in the Leave it to Beaver days, it could be yeah. just one man working and the woman is at home doing a thing. And so it's completely different now. And I know last time when we had our part one of this, you guys mentioned about dating apps. And I know, I know I'm not familiar with dating apps, but have you ladies, and I'll start with you, y'all, have you ladies started or have you ever tried any of the dating apps? Which ones have you tried and what were your results or conclusions coming from that? Uh, I tried Tinder and I tried Hinge. It was, I think I was just bored when I did it because uh, Tinder has been around for a very long time. Just dating apps in general has been around for a very, very long time and I've never been very active in a type of setting. So out of curiosity, downloaded the apps and went on some dates. I, uh, the biggest challenge with dating through those dating apps or social media itself is um, people aren't exactly what they seem until you really meet them. So you really get to know them. I've been, I don't know if this is a thing, but I've been height fished before. Height fished? Now, now you gotta define that for me. So. <laughs> I might've made that up, but. <laughs> What's your definition? But I'm a tall girly. I am, well, kind of tall. I'm 5'7". Okay. I'm going to let that be known, uh, especially with the the apps and everything. All you see in pictures. So I'm going to be known about 5'7". And a guy told me that he was like 5'10". He was probably 5'4 when we met in person. So it was, yeah, it's people lie easily. <laughs> she said height fish. Now I get it now. <laughs> so you're 5'7 before heels. <laughs> right. Okay, so be a tower over a guy that's five four. Yeah, the the definitely has him right here, hugging right here. Oh, see, he, he didn't have to lie about that. <laughs> what about you, Clea? I see you making faces. What have you ever had any luck on, on any of these dating apps? Um, so I actually didn't make the dating app. I'm my friend made it for me when I was younger. It was Tinder, and then I had made a BLK BLK app. That, app. but for the dating, it was okay. I tried it once, one dating experience, you know. But I made some plans, some long-lasting friendships, because that's what I was mainly aiming for when I went on these apps. I really wasn't trying to get into commitments because half of the people weren't texting back. And they only wanted, you know, just to get what they wanted and then hit the road, Jack. And I'm not that type of person. Okay. That's 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 so good perspective to have to kind of get some meaningful relationship, even if it's not a romantic relationship. Julia, have you ever tried any of these dating apps and have, have you had any success? So I haven't tried them, I'm afraid. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, everybody else's experience, I'm just like, I don't know if that's, you know. I don't know if that's for me. Um, okay. So, yeah, I haven't tried them. Okay. You ever kind of have an interest or, or like you said, kind of? No. I, I see, because like um, Yana said, the representative um, from the first episode, um, I kind of, I definitely, I don't care for, oh, I do this, I do that, I've done this, I'm this, I'm that. I want to see it. So, me swiping and you're saying I do this, I have you know all the top ten characteristics about you, that's cool. But I rather I'm the type I would rather see that. You know what I'm saying? So I think, yeah, that's probably why. I sense the same thing in all you ladies, because that people put on a front. 
when it's online and you know the show catfish has been out so long is i i can see why it has a lot of people kind of a little bit cautious about online dating because you know the person the representative is not who they say they are and so it's and so yeah i i, I can see why it would be cautious to, to go down that route what would you say are any are there any disadvantages or advantage to dating someone online uh, Clea, what do you think? Um, can you actually repeat the question? I'm sorry about yeah. that. Are there, do you think that there are any advantages or disadvantages for people who are dating online? Um, I want to say kind of both, depending, because you really don't know what you're getting. They're really putting on a whole, they're, they're putting on a fake person just to please you until later on and then it's a whole switch or a change once they got you so at the end you really don't know but at the same time you can get meaningful relationships and also gain something from another person maybe a lesson it may not have been a good lesson but it's a lesson all right and, and so y'all do you think that there are any advantages to dating online or disadvantages uh i would say it's one advantage for sure is if if you're someone who uh, is interested in dating multiple people at one time, then dating online makes that so much more easier for you. You literally can speak to a lot of different people at the at your fingertips. You don't have to go out and spend a lot of time and energy to uh, communicate with others, right? So that's probably a, a one probably one of the best advantages is the fact that it's, you have the array of people, an array of options. Um, a disadvantage uh, is, is a lot of disadvantages, but one of the main disadvantages I would say, in my opinion, is that you, uh, it's, it's harder to really get a, build a meaningful connection when you have such a, a, so many options. So just even if you're not someone who likes to date around a lot, you may just get caught up in the fact that people want to date you. So it can definitely be a disadvantage because you aren't able to focus on one person. You aren't able to focus on the person who probably is the one for you, maybe. But you got options, so. That's good. A lot of people like the online section of it because you, you get yourself more options. And I think that social media really shapes how people view relationships in, ge in general. You hear people talking about goals when you see certain couples and stuff like that. What do you? What are your thoughts about how social media shapes the way other people see relationships? So you have like on Instagram and Facebook where you'll see, even if it's celebrity couples or just people that you just know who are couples and they, they kind of give you the highlight reel of what's great about their relationship and that shapes other people's view on relationships. Do you have any thoughts on that? If that's realistic or should people even be following that? Cause everything that's glitter isn't gold. What are your thoughts, Julia? Yes, everything that glitters isn't gold. Um, I definitely, as for me, I was like, I'm done saying relationship goals or yeah, their goals, you know, all that stuff. Because at the end of the day, I'm not in their relationship. I don't know the real, not the highlight real. I don't know the real, real, you know, the real life stuff that's going on. So for me, I just, I, I, I'm straying, I strayed away from that whole, you know, social media how everybody portrays it. I don't think that it's necessarily always true. And I think it can be, 
you know, hurtful to to people who aren't in a relationship and they have this expectation of, oh, yes, their goals, but we don't actually know what's going on in their relationship. I think that's really well put. That everything that glitters isn't gold. Yana, what do you think as far as how people's other people's relationship on social media views? Uh, how does that challenge what people who are just looking at that from the outside view relationship goals, if you will? I think that is most of the time unrealistic. It's an unrealistic expectation that is put onto society for perfection, right? M most of the people you will see on social media who are goals or couple goals, uh, they just have a they post aesthetically pleasing content together. They post sweet moments, but everything's intentional. They have a brand. They have a look. They're doing it for attention or money, you know? So it's like, it's for a purpose. So for everyone looking at it and idolizing it, it's unrealistic. Uh, couples go through a lot of up and down, ups and downs. And that's just the way of life. Life is a lot of ups and downs, but you don't show that on social media. No one shows their struggles and their hardships for the world to judge, right? Mm -hmm. Or most people, at least. And then also, you if you look long enough, you will start seeing some truths come to life for some of those goals couples. And it, it has a negative impact. Everyone is a uh, get let down by people that I don't have. Yeah. And, and it makes me think of you ever see a celebrity couple or even just a couple that you know in real life where you thought they had it all together on social media and then like, randomly they'll be like we're getting a divorce <laughs> you're like what what happens here i i felt like that when when megan good and and her husband broke up the pastor i was like what is i like them I didn't, but you never know you know these days cleo what do you think about you know is it realistic when people post certain couples or you know idolize certain couples as goals uh what are your feelings on that um, it's honestly unrealistic, simply because they put on whatever they want people to see. I know for a fact I go through stuff at home, but I don't want to just put the, put all my business out there. So I know for a fact that they put like barely anything out there just to make it a perfect picture, just so other people can be like, okay, that's goals. But at the end of the day, it's a lot of work and dedication that you got to put yourself into just to get into this relationship with another person and you have to make it work. Yeah. And that, that's, that's something to consider too. I had, I had a really good thought question. If hypothetically you ladies were in a relationship right now, would you, in the context of social media, would you post your relationship? Would you go public? So to speak. Yala, you want to go first? Yeah, no. <laughs> Why not? If not. So being that I've been in uh, nothing but long-term relationships, I have posted my relationship. I posted the guy I was dating at the time. And once it didn't work out, I had to delete things from my social media. And the world doesn't need, unless it's my husband, the world doesn't need to see who I'm with. It's not their business. I need, I like for my, my business to stay personal anyways. So you don't need to know who's making me happy. You just know I'm happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm Especially when you have to take those Instagram pictures down because then everybody want to be in your business asking you about why. So I, I, I'm with you there. Julia, what do you think about uh, posting your relationship? Would you go public with your relationship on social media? So I'm a fan of the old saying, private until permanent, okay? So I'm going to stick beside that one. I, I, yeah, I probably, I, I don't see myself 
posting um, in a relationship, not out of like secrecy or oh, I don't want everybody, but more so just private, you know, it, not everybody has to know. And then, you know, if I pop out with some, some a husband, you know what I'm saying? Some engagement photo. Okay. Then that's one thing, but just dating, you know, no, probably not. And no, no you know, Hit him with the shock value. Wait till he put the no. ring and you just be like, bam. Yes. And before we go to break, Clea, I want to get your, your, your last thoughts on uh, would you post your relationship if you were public with someone? Um, So I got to keep it quiet. You know, I got to wait. Once he get that permanent spot, then I could post him. But at the moment, no, he's not getting posted. No one's going to know about him. No one needs to know about my business. Okay. Is it fair to say that if a guy said the same thing about you that, you know, I don't want, I don't feel, I don't want to post, would you be okay with that? I would be. I mean, I can't complain. Okay. Yeah. I just want to see if it was fair on both sides because sometimes us ladies be like, why you ain't post me? So and we got a fella with us, Josh. You know what? I got your number, Josh. But we're going to go to a quick break right here on, be More, on Sisters on Bmore Radio, and we're going to be right back with our brother, Josh, okay? Because uh, we got some words for him based on our last uh, conversation. So we'll be right back. Hi, we're the Sanders, and we're the proud owners of Our Hour Mobile Paint Party. With 28 years of painting experience, we provide family-friendly social painting events for all ages. And if you're a collector, you can get your next conversational art piece by visiting OurHourForYou.com. Or call us at 313-757-3022. So I, I had an amazing time. This was one of the best days I've ever been on. Me too. I would like to see you again. Yeah, I'd like that. Uh, this is, uh, baby, uh, you're supposed to... Who are you? I, I was just saying goodbye, ma'am. Yeah, you better go, slut. You see right now, this is his family. Get away from my daddy, Trail. Junior. Uh, you're trying to be player, player, huh? What's up, y'all? We are back in action right here on Sisters on Be More Radio. We are with the crew here talking about single life and dating. And right before we went to break, our brother Josh graced us with his presence. Josh, for the viewers. That, the yes. So for those who did not see part one, tell them just a little bit about you and age and relationship status. Okay, so my name is Joshua Bryan. I am 26 and I am single. All righty. So we just, we just, I don't know if you caught the end of our conversation, but we were just talking about things that people would do on social media as far as relationship wise. And I'm going to ask you, because I asked the ladies and they all kind of had the same answer as far as would you, if you were hypothetically in a relationship, would you post and make your relationship public on social media, like change your relationship status? I mean, it depends on how long we've been together. Like, how long we talking? Like, you mean like we just got together or? Like, when, when is it going to be good enough? Yeah, like, when is it going to be good? How good does it have to get for you to be like, okay, she's worth going on my on my Insta, you know? I don't know. I just feel like it's just kind of like, 
I don't know. I don't feel like it's a certain time frame. I know I just said that after just saying all of that stuff. But um, I just feel like it's kind of just like when it feels right. I feel like you know when it feels right to you, you know when you wanna when you wanna post it. So. Okay, it's good to get a different opinion on the ladies. Like, nah, he gotta put a ring on it before we see his face. So, <laughs> so I'm. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I, I'm with that because it, it takes time for you to feel comfortable enough for someone to introduce them to the world, so to speak. I'm curious to know also, we did talk last time about certain stereotypes and one of you mentioned about unrealistic stereotypes. And I think someone mentioned something about um, women wanting a man, hypothetically, that has six figures or you know whatnot. What would you say is the most, what is the most unrealistic thing you ever heard someone say as far as what they want in a relationship? Uh, Julia, we can start with you. Mm, I think the first thing that came to my mind was um, like money, the amount of money they want their partner to have. And so I'm young, I'm 23. And so with me being young, you know, and my friend, most of my friends were around this age, um, I think it is kind of unrealistic for us to say that we want somebody who is already, you know, within the six figures or more. I've heard like significantly more. And I'm like, you know, I think that it's OK to have that goal. I think it's OK to work towards that. But I don't know that it's realistic right now with us being literally, I feel like we're babies, you know, to have that expectation that. We, we're only going to date somebody who has that already. I think that there's an opportunity to build towards that and to work towards that. And yes, it could be the goal, but I don't know that it, it's realistic right now. Okay, I got you. Yana, what do you think is the most unrealistic thing you've heard someone say what they want out of a relationship, man or a woman? Um, I would say one of the most unrealistic things I've heard was uh, guys wanting for um, guys wanting for their woman to be to basically become a housewife after they've already entered into their career. So basically, having expectations for on someone else, yeah, I think is very unrealistic and it's very common. It's very common. A lot of guys feel like, oh well, if I'm making X amount of money, then you can stay home and raise babies. And that may not be the goal she had for herself. So you have to be real, you got to be realistic about what you want and what your partner wants and see if that works out for both of you because you can't have expectations for other people. Yeah. It's falling into traditional gender roles sometimes can be a, a miss, a miss there. Josh, what do you think is the most unrealistic dating expectation that you've heard from someone before? Yeah, so I I really agree with Yana. Um Realistically, if you if if you are if you are with someone who's goal driven, and then they, and then you come up in your in your career or whatnot, and then they, and then and then they now want you to just stay home and just do, just just depend on them. I mean, I feel like that's not real realistic because I mean, you met this person; they are already goal driven. They're gonna keep being the goal driven, and I mean, ultimately, you you're not gonna stop them from getting their bag. I feel like on the women's perspective, I mean, I feel like we hear it all the time. Uh, some some ladies be talking like they want like a sensitive hood dude, or they want you know what I'm saying. They they want they want somebody that's 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 in the streets, but but unknown. 
or <laughs> or you know what I'm saying? Like they like like they want these dualities. If then the same person is like, you're not gonna get that. It's kind of like I I, I like, feel like it's like they want a thug, but they want the nice guy too. Right, right, right. Yeah. I want a rock thug. The nice thug. The nice. Mm -hmm. They want a nice thug. <laughs> like, I want this dude to be educated and he go to college, but I want him to also speak my language. <laughs> you want you want him to be hardcore, but you want him to be educated and hardcore. I got you. <laughs> That's fair. Clea, what does what would you say is the most unrealistic expectation you've heard someone want in dating? Um I say someone saying they have to deal with whatever the baggage is. And basically having their expectations on their partner. So mainly with the whole baggage thing, they try to make it seem like, oh, okay, well, I have kids, so he has to take care of me and my kids. And if, you know, I got to get the clothes, he got to get clothes too, but he has different things to worry about. Or it might be the other way around. But that right there, that's something big. And I know Josh has said something about the characteristics, one of the different characteristics from each person, each partner. Yeah, it doesn't work out too well. You can get somebody that's sensitive and a thug and then have him crying and wanting to beat you up at the same time. You can't have it both um, ways. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what did you say, Josh? Oh, I was just agreeing. I said exactly. Yeah, that yeah, you you get you gotta choose what side of the fence you want to be on. And and speaking of that, we before we came back, we had we were on the back end of a clip that was really interesting from Daddy's Little Girls, where Gabrielle Union goes out with this guy thinking that he's this eligible, fine, single bachelor, and then she has this expectation like this is the type of guy I want. Then she goes outside the restaurant and finds out that he was married this whole time. And so the mask comes off, and so I I I, I think that happens more often than not, but have you ever had a similar situation happen to you where you went on a date with someone and they were not who you thought they were? Uh, let's see, Yana, you want to go first? Um, sure. So I've already told you how I was height fished, right? Mm -hmm. um, I've, I've also been on a date with someone who he was the sweetest guy. He was super sweet. He was actually the, the gentle thug. He was a gentle thug, just like mm. we were mentioning. He was, he was rough and tough and sweet at the same time. And we had great conversation. Thought we had like, uh, uh, thought we were very open and honest with each other. Once we went on a date and we got into the restaurant, one of the first things he told me that he was, he was, he had just got out of prison four months ago for unaliving someone. So that date didn't last much, very much long. Um, he was still a sweet guy, great guy. Uh, but that's something he probably, he probably should disclose throughout the phone conversations. Yeah. What, what did he say he did again? What did he do? He went to prison for, um, he was inside of a car accident with uh, um, his friend, and they both were under the influence. And he had already had prior records of him being in and out of prison, not prison, jail and juvie and stuff. Um, they had gone into a car accident and his friend uh, did not make it. And he was not wearing seatbelts or anything. So uh, the guy one day was charged with the murder because he was the driver and intoxicated. Wow. So that's vehicular manslaughter, basically. 
Yeah, yeah. That's just something you should probably tell someone before. Uh, that's kind of like top 10 up there with I'm yeah. married and I have kids and I have a, a, a background. Yeah. Out of prison, you know, that should probably come up. Yeah. Clea, you want to jump in? Has that ever happened to you where someone was not who you thought you were when you went out with them? Um, honestly, that has never happened to me. I ask people up front and then they like throw out little hints and I pick up on them hints and I ask like, so you got kids? You said, how many? Do you got a baby mama? What's happening over here? And then I usually hit the road because that is not my cup of tea. Y'all worse. Y'all yeah, yeah. <laughs> get up there with the FBI investigators. <laughs> y'all ask questions. I ain't mad at it. Julia, has that ever happened to you where you went out with someone and they just weren't who you thought they were? Um, I, I don't quite get to the going out because I I pick up on things before we even get to that point. So I have, you know, had a situation where person, you know, wanting to talk, very flirtatious, and then boom, married. Wow. Okay. Good. I'm glad there is a social media to look up. <laughs> Go to Facebook and see if a person is married. That's what I'll say. Um, and I've learned that lesson. And so, yeah, we luckily after that, there was a conversation. Hey, I'm sorry. I found this out and then the boundary was drawn and no more communication. So, yeah. That's okay. That's a hey, that's preemptive screening right there. You didn't even have to go on a date to even figure that out. Thank goodness for social media, right? Yeah. Josh, has that ever happened to you? You went out with a girl and she was just not what you thought she was. Nah, they they really been kind of like who they who they kind of said they were up front. So okay. So no, so none of you have been. I heard of height fish, but none of you have been catfish before, have you? <laughs> Okay, thank goodness. I'm glad you haven't. Is there what is what would you say is the best or the worst dating advice that you ever got from someone? Uh, Josh, you want to go first? What's the best or worst advice you ever got in, on dating? Uh, I don't know. Can I, can I think about it? Yeah, I'll come back to you. Clea, you want to go? You might have. I, I need some time to think on that one. Okay. Okay. Julia or Yana, you you, you wanna you wanna shoot your shot at it? What's the best or worst dating advice you ever received from someone? I would say the worst dating advice I ever received was to lower my standards. Mm. And the best ba uh, dating advice I have ever received was to become my standards. Okay. Okay. Snaps to that. Okay. Um, shame on whoever said lower your standards. What? What are, you, yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> what do you say, Julia? Is, is, what's the worst or best dating advice you ever got? Um, um, oh, this is kind of hard for me. It's okay. Uh, I really resonate with what Yana said, though. Um, the lowering my standards. Um, like I said, I've never been in a long-term relationship so um you know the standard is there and the standard is where it should be you know it's not it's not somewhere oh no one can reach it but it's just it's a standard you know what i'm saying so um i think when i'm told oh that's why you, you haven't been with somebody because your standards too high or because you you know um it's kind of telling me okay you need to lower it right so i think that that definitely for me and the best 
advice is to, um, you know, just get out there. Make yourself known. Make yourself, um, what's the word? What's the, what am I trying to say? Um, available, yes. And be present. But like I said, I kind of, I'm not really in the spaces, right, to, for people to know me or find out, you know. So um, I think that's the best to make myself seen and known. Yeah. Okay. So before I, I close out this segment, I'll give Josh and Clea a brief time to get their thoughts together on what is the best and worst dating advice have you got. I'll let y'all get the final word on that. Clea, you want to go first? Yes. Um, the worst advice that I got for dating is you have to deal with it. Right there, I don't like that. I know that's for the older generation that's kind of passed on through trauma, but I can't deal with that. Um, and the best dating advice that I have is let love come to me. I'm not ready for it, but when the time comes, it will come to me for surely. That's good. Let it find you. I know that's right. Josh? Um, so the best dating, uh, dating advice that I got uh, was to really just to stay true to who I am um, when 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 uh, when being in a dating aspect and not try to be nothing that I'm not. And then the worst dating advice I don't know. I don't. I don't think I really got too much bad dating advice. I can't really remember a bad dating advice for real. So. Okay. They haven't been corrupted yet. That's great. <laughs> In that regard, yeah. And so, I, and and I and I'll tell you all from someone that's married, it'll come to you if you don't try so hard to to go find it. It'll it'll come to you if it's real. And so you got more than enough options out there. Don't lower your standards. And so. Um, I want to thank all of you for sharing once again your perspectives. I love having these conversations about, you know, dating and stuff like that. And so I, I thank all of you for being with us today, being in our part one of everything. And I really appreciate all of you being with us today. So thank you. And so with that, we're going to go to a brief commercial and we will be right back here on Sisters at Be More Radio. Ooh, Tracy, look, she's going for the band. Oh my, look at a scoop. Thank you. Hey, Stacy, what do you think he's doing with that bottle? Oh no, he's gonna throw it in the trash. I can't look. Wait, wait. He's putting it in his bag to recycle later. Way to go, Mr. Brown Shoes. Hey, up here. Can you see us? I could watch humans all day long. We are, and we do. What's up, y'all? We are back here at Sisters on Be More Radio. And before we close out for the evening, I want to once again, of course, thank our guests, but also just to share what kind of what we learned from this is that, you know, single people have challenges, of course, especially in 2023. And we also want people to gain something from this, to not lower their standards, to be all that you can be and to get yourself out there. If you are single, there is hope for singles out here. She wears a nappy because it makes her happy. She's too cool for smooth. Kings and cores are too free spirited to be restrained by herbs and oils. These queens who do it as a natural crown of truth. 
Grades worn in all sorts of twists, shades, a labor of love for the root expressed by the child of Africa soil. It's worth the toil. Willie curls aim for the sheepish, so pick a stance. If you dare to take a glance, her thoughts will ascend you. Trust me, let's give her a chance. A pair of shears for a shiver locks, a twist to unwind the combination to the safe where the keys to a heart are best.